Hi everyone, welcome back to Minding Her Magic. Today we are on episode 7 of our finance series and we will be covering building credit uh, with credit cards and creating self-discipline. Uh, but first, I want to wish Leah a happy belated birthday. It was her birthday on Saturday, so I want to hear about all the fun things that you did to celebrate yourself. Thanks, Holly. Um, yeah, I Ugh, I still can't believe my birthday came and went always so obsessed with it. But on Saturday, I focused on doing a lot of things that I just love and truly enjoy. So I still taught yoga because it is something that brings me joy. And I just have a great time doing so I was able to see my yoga people, they gave me some flowers, some treats, which was so sweet. And then in the afternoon, evening, I had my family over and a few close friends. I'm really big on just keeping my birthday celebrations a little smaller than how I used to do it. When I was younger, I would have these parties or have everyone meet me out for dinner, or meet me out for some activity. But the older I get, the more I want to just focus on being my best authentic self, but also just feeling good on my birthday. So not saying that my friends didn't make me feel good on my birthday, but I don't know. I used to just feel I had to put on a whole performance and now I don't. And I love that for me. But yeah, overall birthday was great. I have a birthday trip coming up in a few months. So I'm going to be going to London. Um, but so that'll be exciting when that comes up. But the the current birthday celebrations were spectacular. So it was good. Oh, I love that. I love to hear it. So, so happy that you had a great time. And I'm excited to hear about your birthday trip um, when you go. So, um, but again, happy birthday. Thanks. Um, of course. So jumping in, going over the agenda, some th topics that we're going to cover during this episode is the importance of a credit score, the good and bad with credit cards, benefits of a credit card of a credit card um how to manage your credit card um that's one that i think should be fully taught um cuz talking with my friends or my siblings they never really understood how to manage a credit card um but jumping in leah would love to hear your thoughts on the importance of a credit score yeah that's a really good just question and diving right in there. I think a credit score is extremely important in particular in America specifically, because it does allow you to gain certain things later on in life. So taking a step back, what is a credit score? I think just starting off at that base level. So according to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, a credit score is defined as a prediction of your credit behavior, such as such as likely you are to pay back a loan on time based on information your credit reports. So things that can impact your credit score tend to be how often you pay your bills, unpaid debt, number type of loan accounts, new applications for credit. I think this is a really important and key thing to be aware of because I think you know this too, Holly, your credit score, how it's set up 
from the time you're able to start getting credit to as you get older can definitely determine certain factors in your life, such as how likely are you to get an apartment? So when you try to rent out an apartment, they have to run your credit score. When you need a new car or want to rent or lease a car, you have to do, they have to run your credit score. Uh, same thing goes for a house. I, I do feel your credit is constantly being run, whether it's a soft credit uh, run or a hard credit check. But I'm curious, Holly, in terms of a, a credit score, when did you start realizing it was important to have a strong credit score or to just be even good with your credit? Yeah, I would say probably during college. Um, I mean, it's not something that's talked about. Well, when I was in school, it was never talked about what a credit score is, how to look at your credit score, what makes a good credit score, what, you know, there's a bunch of different factors as to is your overall credit score healthy and all of those things. So I think it was college and I took um, a finance class where that first sparked my, oh, what is this? What do I need this for? And those types of things. So it's around the time I started trying to understand it better. Um, What about you? I think similar, it was around college. So I am, as you all know, Holly and I pride ourselves on being as authentic and as open and vulnerable as we can on this podcast while still respecting others in our lives. So I did, I was aware of a credit score. I was fortunate enough that my father had a very, uh, was it a young age? I guess it was kind of a young age. In school, he did get me a credit card, but it wasn't for what people may think instead of, for instance, it wasn't to buy clothes or go shopping or do those things. The credit card was for emergencies only in case I needed it for something that was extreme. And that's when I learned more a little bit about a credit score and the importance of that uh, because, but even at that age, I, I didn't really know, to be honest, I was just like, Oh, this is cool. This credit card's in my name, but I didn't realize how that would impact me in the long run and the impacts of that. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that makes total sense. When I say I knew about a credit score, it didn't mean that I fully understood it. So, um, Again, I had nobody really teaching me besides one finance class that I had to take as a general to get my degree. <laughs> so it was definitely a lot of learning um, about how it does impact you and how it can impact the rest of your life. I'm curious because I have my thoughts on this. Do you think that how the, the U.S. looks at a credit score is the best way to do it. I know like there's other countries that do other things. So curious as to what your thoughts are on that. I don't, I can say that wholeheartedly. I don't think the way the U S does it is the best. The, I have a few reasons on why I feel that way. One of the reasons being based on 
where people come from, your background. I think for some people, it can be harder to get a credit card than others. So for instance, I do know of people that unfortunately have had family members take out a credit card in their name. So then their credit score is impacted by that because they've had family members that have accumulated debt under their name when obviously that is not okay and that shouldn't happen. And so that then impacts them for the rest of their lives. I also think that everyone has a different situation in terms of finances and what they've been through. And sometimes you need to use your credit card to pay for bills or certain extreme circumstances. And because you were in a tough financial situation, I don't think it's fair that your credit score then will get impacted. And then as a result, that impacts the likelihood of you being able to take out a car, get a loan for a car, or get an apartment or a house. I just, I don't think it's a fair way to judge whether or not someone can pay, especially because people have been in tough financial situations. So I do think they deserve a chance if they have a job and they can pay for it. But I'm curious, what do you think about it? Um. I agree with you. I wasn't aware until a few years ago that not every country utilizes a credit score uh, like the U.S. does. So I'm aligned with you there. I like Japan and the Netherlands, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, they use how much someone makes of their income and how long they've been employed at their job. And I think that makes a lot more sense, especially where in the U.S., Again, this is just where I went to school, so it could be different for people. I was not taught about a credit score and how to how to get a good credit score. What it, what is a good credit score? Credit cards was not taught about credit cards and you know, the good uh, habits to have. What are bad habits with credit cards? So they don't really set us up for success. Again, it kind of goes back to if you didn't if you don't have people in your family teaching you. Where else are you going to learn it? Like I said, I started learning about it in college and sometimes that's a little too late for people. So I agree with you. I think the system should be different. I like how the Netherlands and Japan do theirs. I think that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, on the same page. <laughs> and I love it, but I also think you bring up an interesting point around how you learned a lot around credit score in college. And I can definitely relate to that as well in terms of like not getting what a credit score was until college and even then not fully understanding it. But even dealing, talking, linking this to college in particular, because I feel that I didn't start leveraging a credit card until I was in college. So yes, I mentioned my my dad's situation, but I also applied for a credit card in college as well because I wanted to make sure that I could pay for certain things in terms of school, whether it was books, whether it was just extra things I may have wanted to do with my friends that maybe my part-time job at school couldn't help out with. But it's wild that at 18, you can open a credit card and it kind of aligns with this stat that 
we read on U.S. Money News in their 2022 survey, 46% reported having credit card debt, which means that student credit card debt decreased about 9% in the past year. However, the number of college students who have credit cards have also gone down. And in their 2022 survey, more than 67% of students had a credit card of their own. So I know for me in college, I had a credit card to just help cover essentials and transportations. And then linking it to that, I know sometimes when you do have a credit card in school, you sometimes forget to pay your bill just with things having everything going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious, Holly, did you have a lot of credit cards in college or did you have any credit cards in college? No, I didn't have any. Wow. So- Yeah. (laughs) Again, I wasn't super familiar with them. So I came from a family where I knew they were, they used credit cards in unhealthy ways. They always scared me. I didn't really understand the healthy habits of credit cards and what it can do for you in a good sense. So, um, through college, my first few years of college, I did not have a credit card. I think I got my first one when I was maybe probably 24. Wow. When I, when I knew a little bit more about it. So, yeah. (laughs) Listen, no, that's how people should be. I think it's great that you waited till you were 24 because I mentioned this before as well. I know in terms of my financial habits that I am an emotional spender. I also am of the firm belief that treating myself, I wasn't as bad in college as I am now, but I don't know if at 18, I should have been allowed to have a credit card because I think when I'll speak for myself. When you're using a credit card, they give you a certain limit. So the limit is based on your income, what you're bringing in, et cetera. And then I think in particular, when it comes to college students, I feel that credit card companies, and this is just my opinion, tend to give college students a pretty significant limit that I don't think they should, especially because you may not be making money that way in college. So I wasn't the most responsible with it. I also have a lot of friends that weren't responsible with credit cards in college too. So I think it's good, Holly, that you, it took you a minute to get a credit card. I think you're, you were on the right track. I like to think so, but, um, I don't, I don't know if that was the best. I wish I knew earlier what, what a good credit card is, you know, interest rates, APR, whatever, you know, APR, all of that stuff. (laughs) Cause that's not something I knew when I got my first credit card. Again, I was still learning on my own. So yes and no. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I think it goes back to what you and I always say is that maybe you didn't know at the time, but now, you know, So you can only do, you know, what you know with. And you bring up a good point about interest rates, too. And that is 
something that people should really keep in mind when thinking about credit cards is that if you aren't every credit card does have interest rates, especially if you aren't paying off that bill. And that interest rate can creep up on you where sometimes you end up paying more than what you actually spent. So that's another good call out, Holly, that people should be mindful of the interest rates on their credit cards because that's something to really keep in mind, especially as you you spend more on those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, jumping into, you know, after talking about what we did in college, (laughs) um, talking more about nowadays and understanding where we are in the economy and how everything is just so expensive. Uh, according to lending tree, this is the first time credit card debt has topped 1 trillion in the country. Um, that's, you know, all thanks to still rising interest rate, stubborn inflation, and other economic factors. Credit card balances are likely only going to climb, at least in the near future, due to all of those factors, which is really concerning. It's, you wonder how many people are living off of credit cards, uh, people that have maybe been laid off, or just life is so expensive right now. Um, and that's really scary to me and sad. Uh, for those people that do have to live off of credit cards, they're doing what they need to do and nothing against anybody. Never would I judge someone for having to do that. I think, you know, especially when you got a family, you got to take care of yourself. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. So um, that is a little disheartening that that stat made me a little sad. Were you aware that we were as a country in credit card debt that much? I wasn't aware of that especially because the way just different credit cards are promoted and how oftentimes even when you go out to eat with someone, they are always leveraging their credit cards. So I wasn't aware of the stat, but I am not entirely surprised. And I say that because the other day on TikTok, there was this conversation, well, debate going on about how a group of friends went out to eat And one person put it on their card to pay and everyone was supposed to Venmo the person back, just pay the person back when you typically go out to eat. And there were a few of the friends that didn't have the money to pay their friend back. So it became a larger conversation on if you don't have the money to go out to eat to actually pay someone back, then should you be going out to eat? Or, and so it was really interesting because in the stitches for TikTok, you got to see a lot of people tend to go out to eat leveraging their credit card and they may not have the money to pay. A lot of people don't have the money to pay. So instead they just use their credit card, which is sad to your point. And I'm not judging anyone, but it, it also just brings up a larger conversation on if you financially can't be doing certain things, should should you? I don't know. I don't know the right and wrong answer. And I'm not one to judge because I've been out to eat where I didn't have the money, but I still swiped my credit card. So yeah, I'm curious, Holly, what do you think about that scenario that I just mentioned where, yeah, where people go out to eat and may not necessarily have the money to pay you back? 
Well, first off, um, I'd be showing up at their house. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that happens quite a bit because... You don't want to be the one that's, yeah, I can't go because I can't afford it, especially especially if all of your other friends can. They'll, you know, not having a transparent relationship within yourself or with your, your circle can lead to scenarios like that. Um, I feel like I have a pretty solid understanding of if I can't afford it, I'm not going to go. But have I always been like that? And am I always like that? No. You know what I mean? Um, if it's something that I really want to do and I'm, oh, that's out of my budget, will I try and fit it in my budget somewhere? Yeah. So I don't know. That's hard. It, it, it's a hard. It's a hard situation. I would find a way to make sure I pay my friend back if I was ever in that situation. Whether it's, you know, do you go DoorDash until you can pay him back or you know, find ways to, to do that. Cause you don't want to leave your friend high and dry if they put it on their credit card, but yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. You definitely don't want to leave someone high and dry. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting in terms of the comfortability. And I, I know we've chatted about this before with credit card debt, but also you bring up a solid point is a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. So what is the alternative to that? It It's hard and everyone's situation is different, but I know we talked a lot about the bad with credit card debt in particular, especially not understanding everything you need to know around credit cards, especially at a young age and maybe still using them in college or, or, or present in the present day. But there is also some good that comes with credit cards too. So you can leverage your credit card for travel points. So whether you're leveraging a Delta card or a United card or Chase Sapphire, So you can either get flights through your credit card, hotels, buy gift cards based on how many points that you accumulate over time. I know for me personally, I do use my points to travel. So I have used points to fly. Uh, I've also used points for gift cards too. So sometimes what I do is if I have a certain amount of points, I will send gift cards or gifts to family and friends during the holiday time. You can also sometimes use those points to pay off certain bills as well. So there is a lot of good things that come with that. I'm curious, Holly, do you have a lot of people in your present day circle that use credit cards for for travel or take advantage of those niche things? Honestly, no. Um, myself, I have the the American Express Delta, and I have Capital One. And Capital One is a really awesome one for travel. I get a lot of cash back, and so I can use that towards any type of booking, whether it's a hotel, rent a car, whatever. And then Delta, obviously, you get so many points, you get free flights and whatnot. So. I actually, my 
sister-in-law just texted me the other day and she's like, you travel a ton. What's a, what's a good credit card for points? She's like, I've been traveling more and I feel I might as well start getting some points. And I'm like, yeah. And if you use your credit card properly, you know, whether you are okay, I'm buying groceries and gas with my credit card. And then I pay it off at the end of the month because you were going to use your money anyways to buy groceries and gas. So you might as well, you know, buy it and pay it off right then. Or if you want to buy it and then pay it off in a month, whatever, just before, you know, your statement ends, then you can get points that way too. So I sent her, there's that uh, point guide blog like site. Have you looked at that before, Leah? I have, yes. Yeah. So I sent her that and she's like, oh, this is super helpful. And I just gave her my the two cards I use where I get good cash back and um, leverage the Delta one or the American Express for flights and whatnot. So, but yeah, honestly, not a lot of people in my close circle utilize stuff like that. It's kind of crazy. A couple of my good friends do, but not family. Yeah, but that's okay because I think too, it's, Based on, to your point, education, how aware people are of it, but then also what people are used to and depending on how much they travel. I know my mom recently just got a a travel card, but I also think to your point, Holly, a lot of people just may not be aware of the, the opportunities when it comes to leveraging a card for travel to your your point, if you're getting points back for groceries and Uber eats and your coffee, you're already spending that money. So if you can get points back and leverage those points for a trip somewhere within the U S or even outside, then why not? I think it's just really key to understand the pros and the cons when it comes to, to credit cards because there are a lot of cons. You can get caught up in the the spending piece of it. But I think if you are just aware of your spending habits and mindful that there also are a lot of pros that can allow you to, to travel places that you least expect. I have friends that have traveled out of the country on their points or I've actually traveled out of the country on my points as well. So... Definitely see what you can do. And to Holly's point, the points guy is a great resource. And if we have other resources too, we'll definitely put them in the the show notes as well. But I, yeah, you go, Holly. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, we'll definitely add um, some of the sites or advice that we have in the show notes. Yeah, I think that's great. Also, do you have any tips in terms of using a credit card? I think you're really good at providing tips more than me because I'm still working on tips as far as a credit card. As I said, I'm an emotional spender, so I'm still working on. (laughs) But I feel you're good at, at doing, making sure you use your credit card in the best way and get the best out of it. Um, I try. I'm not perfect. So thank you for believing in me. Um, but some tips that I have is paying your bill on time. Obviously, that's a big part of your, um, your credit score is do you pay your bills on time? 
Um, know how your interest is calculated, which when you get your intro letter, your welcome letter, it should go through that. Plus, you should be able to see all that information before you even agree to get that credit card. Um, watch out for credit card fees and keep an eye on your balance. I think that's a really important one. You never want to max out your credit card, your credit card, or if you do, you want to make sure you pay it off before the next statement comes around because then you you occur interest and that hits your credit score. Um, I believe the balance that you want is 30%. You always you want zero, obviously, but if you keep it below 30%, your credit score usually doesn't get impacted. Um, maxing out your credit card can cause your credit score to drop, as I said. It can also send a signal to lenders that you may be a high-risk borrower. Um, a common uh, credit card myth is that carrying a balance will improve your credit score. On the contrary, carrying a balance can potentially hurt your score if it means you're using more um, of your available credit. You can help your score and save money at the same time by charging no more than you can afford to pay in full each month. So that goes back to me saying, you already know that you have to buy gas and groceries. So if you know that, keep that money on the side use your credit card so you can get that cash back or the points and then just pay it off right after you charge it. Um, that's a really good little habit to have. Um, that's usually what I do. So um, those are the main tips for me. I will add those to the show notes so that you can go review those. If you're curious about how to manage a credit card, uh, we'll add some websites in here that you can go through and do a little bit more digging and reading. Um, Leah, are there any key takeaways that you would like to cover? Yeah, I think for me, just a few key takeaways are just because you have a credit card amount and limit, that doesn't mean you use the entire limit. So for those that are listening that may want to lean into the pros of a credit card and leaning into a travel card, just because you have a $20,000 limit on the credit card, maybe you do, maybe your limit is 10,000, maybe it's five. Don't necessarily use the entire limit. Just be mindful of that because to Holly's point, you're, you're using the money so you can pay it back and try to avoid uh, your credit score being significantly impacted. And then also another key takeaway I have is just be honest with yourself Credit card debt can be a slippery slope for a lot of people, and it does make sense to have one in America, but just be very mindful. So if you know that in terms of spending habits, you might not be the best with a credit card, try to instill some practices that work for you. So for instance, with me, if I when I do use my credit card, so if I use $15 on my credit card, I immediately open my Chase app and then I will pay back that $15 from my bank account because I'm the type of person I just can't wait until the end of the month to pay it back. I need to be honest with myself and meet me, meet myself where I'm at. So definitely invite you to do the same. Holly, do you have any key takeaways for, for people? I would say just the tips that I went over. Um, don't be afraid of a credit card either. It can be scary, especially if you've never if you've never had one before, but it can also be a great learning experience. And if you can get free money or trips from it, I think, you know, why not? You just have to 
have some self-discipline. It is hard sometimes, but you learn as you go and we're human. So it's not expected to be perfect. So just do some research if you're interested in getting a credit card. It's not necessarily a scary thing. Yeah, I love that. And that being said, definitely just appreciate everyone continuing to listen to us on this journey around finances. And especially as we went through a deeper dive on credit cards, credit score, talking about the pros and cons of a credit card and how key that is. To Holly's point, don't be afraid. Definitely lean into what you can do and what suits your needs best. But we're here for you as always, just to be a listening ear. If you have any feedback or questions, definitely let us know. Please, please follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Also, feel free to DM us and let us know if there are any financial topics you're looking forward to hearing in the future or you want us to cover. I know in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about taxes and stocks. And I understand for some that these topics may not be earth shattering, but it is very key for us all to just be more self-aware financially. I know for both Holly and I, we can't keep using the excuse that we don't need to know or we'll learn about it when we're older. It's never too late to start learning, never too late to start growing. And, and that time is now. So thank you all so much for listening and hope you just have a wonderful week. Thanks, guys. Thank you.